Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.
Welcome in. It is VEASAN's Bet Center here on a Sunday at Circa. I'm Jeff Piles, Greg Peterson, Red Tie, Josh Towers, Navy Blazer. Very nice. The gentleman to my left. Happy to be with you. As always, we have a Game 3 in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. That will be coming your way in about two and a half hours. We'll preview that throughout the show. A Stanley Cup final between one team we anticipate could be there and one team that we definitely did not anticipate being there uh, in Montreal. That begins tomorrow night, so we'll look at that as well. But first, let's hop right in. The Travelers Championship up in Connecticut. They are going to a sudden death playoff. Kramer Hickox and Harris English. Harris uh, Harris English uh, with a 65 today, 5 under. Hickox a 67 at 3 under. They both get the 13 under. Greg Hickox, this would, regardless, already has his best finish ever on the PGA Tour, going for, for his first win ever. 13 under for Hickox and English. Kramer, don't call him Wild Bill Hickok having himself a heck of a tournament. This is something that if you want to take any part of Mr. Hickok, I really do salute you. This is one in which I know that there are some people that say if you really know golf, you saw this coming. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. He has been having an absolutely incredible tournament. Now, with that said, Harris English is a guy that we wound up just seeing a few weeks ago really being able to emerge. I like the way that he's been able to play all year long. He wound up having a very good back nine. He wound up having that bogey on 17, or else he might have been able to take this one outright. But I love the way that Harris English is rolling. And once again, putting together a very nice round today. And he's been consistent all tournament round, I, or all tournament long. I believe that his worst round was a 68. So he's been doing it all throughout these four days. So they're getting ready to tee off. Again, sudden death playoff. Uh, Kramer Hickok. Josh, 300 to 1 pre tournament to win yeah. this tournament. It's been like that every tournament the last, what? Well, he had, he had, he had Higo uh, two weeks ago. Granted, his, his odds weren't as crazy because that was a weaker field at Palmetto. Yeah. Uh, still was a 60 to 1 shot on, uh, on Higo uh, two weeks ago. But again, uh, look, uh, oh, that is not, not what you want off on the first playoff hole. Well, right. And we lost the visual on the golf ball there, Josh. Uh, for, for uh... not too bad though. I mean, if he if he can see it, it's a little different from us. But if he can see that and the ball's above his feet, he's got a little draw lie. Um, the tree, I don't think, is going to be anywhere in his in his. You know, it's not going to affect the shot, so he can just go over it. He got a lot of green to work with. It. If he sees ball, it's not going to be too bad for uh, Harris English. But um, that again, was that was English who, uh, who it hit was, that correct? shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so now you got Kramer teeing off now. Uh, hoops, you didn't see Kramer being here today. This, nah. this is what's great, man. I mean, again, golf has been fantastic, and we're seeing a lot of new names and, and long shots again the last uh, month or so, maybe a little longer, and it, it's a beautiful thing mixed in with some of the vets. Uh, Kramer Hickok might have gone in the sand, so you know, not the end of the world for him as well. He probably had a respectful eye, so advantage Kramer. But uh, yeah, Harris English has just been awesome. He's been awesome all year. Obviously, he won in Hawaii, but I think it's been about a calendar year where this dude's been on top of the leaderboard for most tournaments all the time. It's you can just tell that the work that he's putting in when no one's looking ha- has been there, man. He's got this. He's always been crazy talented. We know that, but there's there's so many levels to success uh, in pro sports and on the PGA Tour, and Harris is finally comfortable in his skin and his golf game, and it is showing, man. He's been great. English, of course, the Georgia Bulldog. Three career victories, yep. including uh, earlier this year in the uh, the QBE shootout, uh, winning that one by uh, a lot uh, <laughs> with uh, teaming up with Matt Kuchar. There were some uh, low scores real quick. We were talking about, Ben and I talked about this yesterday. Uh, I think we saw DJ had a five, there was two fours, and then threes. Like nothing uh, nothing crazy the day before. We saw some some low scores, but uh, again, just I uh, depending on where they place the flag and and obviously in a good spot. We I mean, we had some low scores. We had some sevens, some sixes. Obviously, Harish was, was five with Kramer at three under, but uh, I, I – I mean, I, again, I love the PGA Tour because some tournaments they make hoops very, very difficult. But I also like this today because there was a bunched-up leaderboard 
and they made the the course score friendly, and it just made it yeah. highly entertaining coming down the stretch. And I agree with you there. And what else was really nice to see? This was a couple days ago, but Jason Day shooting that 62. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that's just been dealing with so many injuries the last year plus. To be able to see him get out there and be able to shoot that low round in the second, that was huge. Wound up falling off a little bit today. He was in contention yeah. and really couldn't capitalize. But just the fact that Jason Day is back in contention, I feel like is good for golf. Now, uh, the betting markets, uh, Hickok now the favorite on the betting markets at minus 145 uh, to win that tournament. Again, neither guy in great position here, Josh, but you'd much rather have, it looks like a pretty clean lie in the sand there for Kramer Hickok, uh, as opposed to uh, Harris English, who, again, we lost visual on the golf ball uh, on that drive to the right into the rough. Uh, which so still don't have visual on the golf ball in the view that they're giving us right now. They're at uh, TPC River Highlands there in Connecticut. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm assuming that's from the back of the ball. We couldn't see it. They know what it is, so we'll see. And then that's the other thing, too. The flag happens to be on the right. I thought it was on the left. So th- that just made it a lot more difficult for Harris English because now, obviously, we have the, the, dry, the, sorry, the draw stance. Uh, a ball that's going to have a lot of grass in the way of the club. So is he going to like make good contact? He's going to have to control the draw. The flag's tucked on the right. He's got to go over some sand. Clear advantage at this point, and we're looking at the shot. Now, clear advantage for, for Hickok, who's on the left side of the fairway, in the bunker, clean lie, has an open view to the flag, so he has green to work with. But we also have... Harris English, who's been on tour for a while, been very, very successful, has a win this year. You know, Kramer kind of coming out of nowhere, so he's in a position where now he has had some success on some of the other, the Corn Ferry and some of the other, the McKenzie Tour, but um, to, to a PGA Tour event, uh, a trophy, a title at stake, even though he has a much better line, a clean line of Sada, and you got to imagine the uh, the adrenaline is going to be tough to to. To, to put in check right now. A lot of deep breaths to calm that down for, for Kramer right now. We will keep you apprised as the two golfers are now over their golf balls as, they, again, a playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, of course, John Rahm winning the U.S. Open in He's dramatic mad. fashion, back-to-back birdies on 17 and 18 to end up holding off Louis Oosthuizen by a stroke. And now, uh, again, uh, in, a, uh, in the Travelers this. in Connecticut, a really good tournament always, uh, English and Hickok in a playoff here in Connecticut as we... English is over the ball from the right rough. And Josh... He didn't uh, mind it. He, he, he just he, went right at he it. He went right, right at much. it. And but expected it. How's that, how's that lie looking there, Josh? He's going to get up and down for par. I'm not worried about that. He's got a good lie, but exactly what we thought. It, it was going to draw immediately. Uh, you can only hold up against that shot too much before you leave it right or flirt around with too much danger. Uh, I'm sure that he played it probably just over the bunker, that cameraman's head, and then the wind at his back. So as soon as it hit the green with the, the right left spin, it just kind of rolled out and rolled through. Not much he can do. I think he understood it. But, again, missing left like that, he's well aware that he has a lot of green to work with, and so the up and down won't be as tough. Now it's time for Kramer if he wants to win this. And not a difficult shot by any means, but to stick it. In uh, that last shot, man, I mean, at Rio Seiko on hole six, we have that – sorry, hole seven, we have that shot, and you learn to – to, to sometimes fight it and try to hold it up, but it's such a draw lie that sometimes it's worth just letting it go. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Hickok, Hickok did a great job. is in, in shorter grass, both actually on the right side of the green, if you're watching I'm surprised on TV. at that shot. So both guys, again, I would imagine up and down for par, definitely the most likely outcome for both on this hole, Josh, and uh, we would be going to a second playoff hole. There clearly, in Connecticut. again, clearly an advantage for Kramer, but I don't think that that putt's probably not going to make. I mean, it's a long putt. Um, he's going to get a little bit of a read from Harris English, since Harris is going to be chipping over his ball, and then he's going to be able to see it run out. So he's going to get some read on what he thinks it's going to do, which is clearly an advantage here. But such a long putt, I, I would say the make of you know the. the what do you think the shot percentage is going to be pretty low, maybe 4 or 5% on this. But, he's uh, again, he's going to get a decent read on at least the finished product of that putt from Harris here. 
I, I didn't see that coming. He was on the left side. That, no, that was a lot the, of green flags on the right. He kind yeah. of pulled it a little bit. Again, adrenaline. We'll keep you updated as that playoff continues on. Let's go to the diamond. We'll start in San Francisco. Full crowds again in the Bay Area series. The Giants. Again, uh, it, it is a weekly question whenever we're on the desk together of how long can the Giants keep this going. Oh, and They're keeping it going. The Giants are the first team to 50 wins. They had their first walk-off win, amazingly enough, last That's night. That's weird. Yeah, 50 and 26, and their first walk-off win is win number 50. That tells you how good they've been. 50 and 26. They are losing today. Uh, how about Cole Irvin today, Greg Peterson, for the Oakland A's? Uh, so far, six innings, two hits, a walk, seven Ks. Great stuff from the Oakland left-handers. The A's are trying to salvage the final game of these this three-game series in San Fran. Not much of a strikeout guy, but he's been lights out today. Seven punch-outs in six innings. He's getting more like six, six-and-a-half strikeouts per nine innings. But what's been weird about the Oakland A's this year is that they've played their best baseball away from home. Mm-hmm. Typically, when you think Oakland, you think whenever there's a night game, you've got the marine layer out. This is, makes it a little bit more pitcher-friendly, but the pitchers have actually been better on the road this year. Cole Irvin has been a guy that has done a good job of being able to fire strikes. Less than two walks per nine innings. Problem is, he sometimes gets hit around a little bit too much. But playing out here in San Francisco, a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. A ballpark that, if you're a fly ball pitcher, there's a little bit more forgiveness for you. It bodes very well from. Meanwhile, Sam Long, wanted to make the start for the Giants, gives up four runs in five innings. And this Oakland A's offense has always been a riddle for me just because it feels like on any given day you could get a double-digit amount of runs from them. On any given day, they could just throw up there a big, giant stinker with the way that their lineup is. They just seem to be a little bit all or nothing, but you got to give them credit. Just night in and night out on the road, this team has been a tough out. Uh, Cole Irwin, by the way, he's been really good on the season, but you're right. Uh, very similar when I look at his stats to how I pitched where – we don't walk anybody. We don't punch out a lot of guys. So we know we're going to give up our hits. Hitters know this as well. They know that I'm always, or Cole's going to always be around the strike zone. So you get a little bit more comfortable in the box. Hence the 70 pitches through six innings. His you know, pitch count obviously is very efficient. I get guys to roll over early, maybe see two or three pitch at bats. You'll see guys like Cole give up more 0-2 and 1-2 hits than you would like. But again, we don't throw a lot of balls, so it, it it comes with the territory. The beautiful thing about what he's doing is understanding who he is, understanding what the hitters are looking for in their approaches off someone like him who the, we know they're always going to swing. And so do I want to – do I cut the plate in half? Do I cut in thirds? Uh, be willing – again, this is the hard part for guys like Cole and myself is, is we're anti-walks. But we have to be willing to walk somebody in order to be our best without letting it frustrate us. And when he's willing to always make the hitters hit his pitches, because he knows at any point he can always throw any one of his pitches for a strike at any point. And having those understandings without getting into like almost like this robotic um, groove or sometimes lack of groove. But again, when he's doing that and you're going to hit my pitch and I don't care and, and, and I'm not going to give in, that's when you're going to see this guy continue to be this successful where the strikeouts become irrelevant. You start using the hitter's aggression, knowing my zone against them. And it's a, it's a cool thing. And again, 70 pitches, six innings, and he threw 20 in the second. He's been fantastic today. And it's four so far in the seventh inning, Greg. And it's yet another success story for the Oakland A's as they just have taken so many of these guys that they haven't necessarily panned out in their first stop. Irvin, throughout his career in Philadelphia, had right around like a seven-ish ERA. This year, he's been so much better in Oakland because they've just tapped into what he does really well. I felt like in Philadelphia, he didn't necessarily have consistency. They sometimes threw him into long relief. Sometimes he would be a spot starter. You're going up and down from the minor leagues to the major leagues. The fact that he's getting a start every fifth day, I think that that's really helped him out as well, just oh, that yeah. consistency. Harris yeah. English makes his par putt after getting up and down, Josh. How did uh, So the Kramer's stage look? is now set for Hickok on a par putt as well, which would, if he makes it, we play on. Uh, of course, they're playing the 18th here in this first playoff hole. Uh, English is in with a four on the par four 18th here oh, he left in the Travelers. Short. Yes, yeah. bo- yes, he left it a lot shorter oh. than you would have expected from that uh, from And he that got angle. a good read, too, because... Yeah. 
Harris English put the ball on the ground. He played it low. He put the ball on the ground early with his uh, with his wedge, and so we saw some some rollout, and we saw what the ball's going to do. Um, again, this is for me. This is the exciting part about Kramer Hickok being in this situation, uh, understanding the game of golf, but obviously professional sports, knowing the adrenaline that took that that sand shot. I had to pull it a little bit because you're just geeked up. And he made the putt. To see the nerves kick back in on his first putt and leave it that short, that's the growth right there that we don't like. We can never pinpoint in our careers, but that putt that he just made after leaving it short with all again, it's not his golfing ability right now that he's battling. Right, it's the excitement inside his body that he's trying to control that he's never really had. But for him to make that par putt right there, that was what did you say about five foot? Yeah, it was a little under five feet. A little I would under say. five foot. Okay, I mean that's just such a big putt, and and again, that's the growth moving forward. That that slows the game down, and, and it will start to make it easier for him in these situations. But that's that's really cool to see. Let's play eighteen again, shall we? They're going to play eighteen. They're going to play the eighteenth hole again. Wow, three straight holes uh, for these guys playing eighteen uh, as they'll play the second playoff hole in the Travelers Championship. When we get back, we'll update you on what's going on in San Diego. That's next here on Vison. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome back. It's VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Barles. Josh Towers on the far side. Greg Peterson, fresh off, fresh off some uh, some cheese curds yesterday. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Good good for hoops to get some cheese curds yesterday. Where'd you get those at? Culver's, who the owner of it is actually a UW Oshkosh alum, Craig Culver. <laughs> I did not We are proud that. of him. There we go. Craig Peterson, of course, University of Osh- Wisconsin Oshkosh bowler. For multiple years. Yes. So, still has eligibility, though, if you want to have him on your collegiate bowling team. Uh, let's go to what we were talking about, uh, what I what I teased here. By the way, uh, both guys good drives on 18 second go around, Josh? It looked like it, yeah. Yeah. So, Hickox and uh, English in good spot, second playoff hole uh, at the Travelers this week. To San Diego, where the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, congratulations to them. You finally won a road game yesterday. Beautiful. 10 1. What was that, 20, how many in a row was that now, Greg? It was 20, 24, 24 straight, straight road loss. That is now an MLB record. That you, is now completed. Do you want to know why they won that game? Go ahead. Because, like, and Ben, in my ear, correct me if I'm wrong, like 99% of the betters were on the Padres run line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a no sweater either. That was 10 to 1. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no sweater for the Diamondbacks uh, the, yesterday. Today, the Padres, again, a huge favorite yet again. Uh, this one, I was—I understand when Darvish goes, you're going to get big prices at He's home. He's so good, man. But Zach Gallen's again, I know the Diamondbacks stink, but Zach Gallen's still a pretty solid pitcher, and you were getting plus 230 for the most part on him today. Granted, if you had it, you'd be losing right now. It's 2-1 to one Padres in the top of the sixth. Yeah, it's one of those situations in which I couldn't take the Diamondbacks because I do really like Zach Allen. Zach Allen has done a great job. I believe in his first 34 career starts, he has given up three runs or fewer in 30 of them. But the problem is the guy's backing him up. you got to figure that yes. Zach Allen's probably going to be going five or six innings, and then from there, Joe Manapoli or someone like that is going to come in and he's going to give up three runs in an inning. It feels like it happens at every one of Zach Gallon's starts. And it just, it's tough with some of these guys because there are some starters that are on some lesser teams. You take a look at John Means when he's healthy, currently on the injured list for the Baltimore Orioles. He had been doing an amazing job this year. 
but he's still a little bit hard to take because who's going to become now that Orioles bullpen? That is the big question mark. So that is why whenever you see maybe a Zach Allen, a John Means, something like that, you might want to be looking at the first five. If you're looking to bet the full game, you still wind up taking that chalky favor, perhaps on the money line, betting on that bullpen to just gas can it. That, um, so the, there's a few teams, and they're all in, again, last place or mm-hmm. right there next to it, where their pitching is atrocious, and, and they're one of them. Uh, overall, they're like second or third worst ERA-wise. Bullpen, same thing, second yep. or third worst. Starter, second or third worst. Uh, and so when you have the guy for Arizona who pitched last night, when you have Zach Gallon who pitched uh, today, they get overlooked in the shuffle because overall it's so bad. But again, like you mentioned, anytime these starters turn it over to the pen, you're in trouble. Because they have been really that bad. He, he's been good. Obviously, the two runs today, one run in five versus Milwaukee. He's had two games this year where he gave up four runs. So at San Francisco the other day was bad, and, and versus Colorado, he had one of those two. But past that, he's it's 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 really been zero or one. I mean, a couple twos, but like it's been fantastic. But again, the depth isn't there. Arizona is. That's one of the reasons why the bullpen struggling too. Is well, on one hand. They don't have anybody going deep as a starter to give the bullpen days off to teach the starters how to pitch deeper in games, which will make them better earlier in games, which makes them better all around. But two, they don't allow the starters to go deep because I I, I think they're afraid. Like most teams around baseball, they have this thing where they think when you see the lineup for the third time or something, that's a bad thing. It's really not a bad thing as a starter. It's where I'm actually, I'm actually getting stronger and smarter. And so when they start allowing – their starting pitchers to go eight innings, it's going to make the entire team better. So if Arizona, I get it, the season's over, so you have to realize what you're trying to do for the future, but he might be the future. Uh, who was it Kelly? Who am I missing yesterday? Was Merrill it Merrill? Okay, so Merrill yep. pitched yesterday. Let these guys get something out of this for the future. Let them go seven innings. Let them go eight innings. Every now and again, if earned, let them close a game. Give your bullpen a day. I don't need to use my bullpen every single day. That's 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 crazy talk. The bullpen, as a whole, they become so appreciative of played games off. Uh, it makes them better. It gives them their routine. But rest, it's hard to really explain what it does. But when you let these starters do the job, it benefits the entire team. So so let Zach Gallon go deeper. Let him earn something, and then be a guy for you next year. When we get back, a five has appeared at a book. On tonight's Eastern Conference final game. Yes, take it. A five has appeared. We'll tell you where, and we'll, and we'll break down. Bucks, Hawks, game three. That's coming up next as we roll along here on VEASAN's Bet Center. A new feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with the current odds and what percentage of bets are and, and money are placed on every single game. Check out this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to, fi- to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis on every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com today. Jeff Parles, Greg Peterson, Josh Towers here on VEASAN's Bet Center. What a playoff this is turning into. Yes. Uh, at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut. Josh Kramer Hickok legitimately missing what would have been a tournament winning birdie putt by centimeters. It Maybe even less. millimeters. <laughs> Not 100 on how that ball didn't fall in the cup. What a putt again by him. How many times at the golf course uh, you miss a putt, you drop a ball, you hit it again, it goes in. That second golfer, or the next swing, we talk about it a lot. That's kind of what they're doing here. They both had the looks on the previous playoff hole from that side, the putts, the chips. And Kramer's taking that information, Hickok, and he's parlayed into almost draining a birdie putt. That Again, I'm not 100% on how it didn't go down. What a putt by him. Harris English is in the same spot. Now, he was short-sided in the bunker, had a terrible eye, got to hit it, pop it straight up. Just Pretty good shot, though. Really good there shot. But, yeah, he's going to go straight up with it, so he's comfortable, although it looks bad. He's got about 
six, seven feet here, but again, coming from the same side where they've gathered all this information. So uh, a putt that I'm sure he expects to make, not obviously uh, a gimme by any means, but a lot of information that he's acquired over the last two holes that puts him in a better position to hopefully drain this and give us some more action. If Harris English makes this putt, they will play 17 as the third playoff hole. Is that four three? I, 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 I believe so, but I'm not, I'm not 100% okay. certain. But, again, about as Josh no, said, it's, about another, it's another four, right? Yeah. And, and, and then they would come back and play 18, which they've played twice now in this playoff. Uh, if, if English misses this, Hickok would win his first PGA event, uh, which would be the second time in three weeks we had a first-timer winning a PGA event. Drained so it. confident. No doubt. Never a doubt. Very solid from English there to knock in the par putt. Let's continue on. This man's in a good place. Let's continue on to 17. A pair of pars for each in the sudden death playoff at the Travelers. We're getting our money's worth today, gentlemen. He he walked up and hit that sand shot like it was nothing. He hit that putt like he he 100% knew it was going in. No no reservation, no hesitation. Uh, Harris Inglis is getting good sleep. He's eating good breakfast. Things are going right for Harris right now. Yep, and if you're Hickok, all you can do is wonder, how does that putt not go? Look at that. Oh. You he, just thought it was good to, he thought it was good the whole way, too. I think everybody I I thought it was. I did. <laughs> Man, what a putt oh, by him. And uh, So you said we're going back to 17. Harris English, bogey yes. 17 coming in, if I'm not mistaken. Let me go back and look. Uh, 17 he did. He took a five on it, and Kramer Hickok parred it last time around. So we'll see what happens now. Oh, we'll, Bonus we'll keep, golf. I love we'll, it. We'll keep, we'll keep playing. 17th. Harris English. Kramer Hickok. We got a game in San up. Diego, boys. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, as Josh was saying, San Diego and the Diamondbacks, it is two to one as they play in the bottom of the sixth inning, or actually that is now through six. You uh, Darvish, uh, not bad at this pitching thing, Josh Towers. Oh, he's pretty good. Six <laughs> innings, bug, six hits, a walk, seven strikeouts. One earned so far for Darvish, who, again, is having a, a great season as San Diego's ace. He's, again, he's so good. Have you ever, and I don't have it here yet, but have you ever seen his numbers in Japan before he came to the States? Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah, they were the craziest numbers I've ever seen. <laughs> I always, that's why I call them video game. They're, they were just Bugs Bunny numbers. They were just, like, this can't be real. Are you, like, did you guys <laughs> add some zeros to what you guys do? He's always been that good, man. I've always been a huge fan of this kid. You Darvish, um, it's unfortunate, and, and hopefully we're getting past it, uh, Hoops and Jen Jeff, but mm-hmm. the, the time in L.A., uh, the playoffs, and it was brief, but the playoffs, uh, he didn't pitch well. We now know why. We, we now know what Houston was doing. Uh, and Clayton Kershaw got a little bad rap for it, too, but it's like it, there was one short stint where they traded for him to help him win the World Series. He had a bad playoff, and people just kind of acted like he wasn't any good anymore which is insane. He's he's 20 games above 500 in his career. He's got a career 3.39 ERA. His strike, or sorry, his hits, 1,223 innings, only 976 hits giving up with 1,507 strikeouts and just over 1,200. Like, this guy is the real deal, man. Real deal. The only other games going right now, uh, the Giants are still trailing the A's 6 nothing. Cole Irvin threw eight shutouts so far. Brilliant outing for him. The uh, second game of the doubleheader, the non-traditional doubleheader because it was a suspended game from yesterday that was resumed first and now playing the scheduled game on the south side of Chicago. White Sox leading 3-1. to The White Sox going with... uh, Going with a bullpen game in the second game. Did both both teams won with a bullpen okay. game. Yeah, okay. Because Marco Gonzalez was supposed to start this game. He had to fly back to Seattle because his wife is expecting a child. So congratulations to you, Marco. But that meant that Robert Duggar wound up getting the start for Seattle. So this was just a this, completely haywire this, one. This, in all honesty, even though it's, uh, right, right, again, it's 3-1 to one in the four. Questions, though. Why did, why did the White Sox do what they did? Why did Lance Lynn go three innings and then Dallas Keuchel came out of the pen. That I don't have a good answer for you. They started the game yesterday. Lance Lynn goes yeah, three. Oh, game gets suspended. Okay. So, so, so the, instead gotcha. of having Keuchel start game two, they had him finish but off the suspended game. But this is a traditional nine-inning game, though, isn't it? This is a seven-inning game. 
Because of the continuation of yesterday's game, so Lance Lynn had already started, then we had a what? rain out, so yep. he, his stats are from yesterday. Yep. Uh-huh. So Dallas Keiko's basically starting the game, so he's going to be on routine and everything like that, but it looks like in the box score. But, 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 but why do we switch but, to but, a seven all yeah, of a sudden? Yeah, why is it a seven when it's, when it's making up a suspended game? I thought when it's that a suspended be game, They've been doing that a lot this year. Bizarre. Why they're doing it, I do not have the answer, but this is a seven-inning game. Oh, <laughs> baseball, you are special. Hey, real quick, you Darvish, Japan. 98 wins and 38 losses. ERA under two. Under two. 1,268 innings. Um, In his last two years, he gave up .2 home runs for nine innings. <laughs> He's so good, man. He's pretty good. He's so pretty good. good. I love this kid. Quickly, uh, and we're going to go fully in-depth in the next segment on the Hawks and the Bucks. Right. South Point popping the first five on this. So Bucks now laying five at the Hawks. South Point, but mostly... Four and a half. Josh Towers all over the Hawks today. Just yeah, just me and Ben Wilson all over the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Consensus totals two twenty four <laughs> on that one. Down from the opener of two twenty five. But we're going to go fully in depth on this game three next. Also look at some props as well. We'll keep you updated on what's going on in the playoff between Harris English and Kramer Hickok at the Travelers. They're on the third playoff hole. A great one already well underway in Connecticut. More here on Vsin's Bet Center. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
Welcome back to VEASAN's Bet Center. And, of course, it is the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with Indeed skills test. Those are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit for more. I'm Jeff Parles, Greg Peterson, Josh Towers, along for the ride on a Sunday, as we always are, here on VEASAN's Bet Center, live at Circa. A pretty nice crowd for a Sunday and 90 minutes before the Bucks and the Hawks Money to get be made going. Yes, sir. So uh, behind us, as always, and of course, as you see, the screens are pretty large here. I got a, qu- a question yeah. for you off topic real yes, quick. Yes, go ahead. Padres, Diamondbacks, 2-1 game, first Padres and second. Leading. Yes. First and second, no outs right now. Uh, Hill's in the game, the lefty, a little unorthodox. Last time I saw him pitch uh, last weekend, he on his hat, he had this glob of pine tar right here. Probably a hat he's used for a long time. I mean, after all this has started, but still using the same hat. Can you guys notice by any chance if he still has that on? I'm so curious on why they let can, him pitch with it last week and didn't you, say anything. Can you tell, Greg? I, I, I've, they I haven't probably seen let him pitch with it last week because the foreign substance things came into effect on Monday. So but it's Monday was discussed and talked about, but you're saying as far as like suspension, this is what's going to happen. First, the the first TSA-style checks were on Monday of yep. last week. Did uh, you see them check the knuckleballer? Yes. <laughs> how about how about my boy Tyler uh, Tyler Magill from the Mets making his mm-hmm. debut? Checked him after he was pulled out of the game. And he's getting and a standing ovation from the crowd for how he pitched. Can't even appreciate his own standing ovation on his debut because they were checking him and he was out of the game. What are we doing, Major League Baseball? That's crazy. All right. English, by the way, on the green is too. loaded. Diamondbacks are rolling. Yeah, yeah they're, they're on they, a winning streak right now, boys. Wow. Two is, a stri- two is a streak. No, not for them. <laughs> no, because they're getting we're getting like plus two, two fifty, three hundred. So, mm-hmm. like every time they win, that's like three to one to us. I will say, if you've taken the run line of the Diamondbacks in their last ten games, I believe that you've covered six of them. Yeah, so, you have, you have, you've actually been doing probably all right. Plus yeah. money. Probably some plus it, money worked. Quite in, a right? bit today. You're getting plus money on the run line. That's for sure. Some of those games against the Brewers, not so much. Both, uh, both English and Hickok on the green. Neither of them have. Both of them have medium to long putts for birdie on the par four seventeenth. Bremer got lucky. He yes. he was almost short. Yeah, there. he was almost. They're both almost short. I think was not as short as uh, as uh, Hickok there. Not, not the easiest shot. Look at that shot. No, I mean, it's right. a well, that's, right that's one of those. It's one of those, Josh, that I would have a hundred percent dunked in the water four times before even getting close. You got to get your focus right, Jeff. <laughs> look at all that green, and you're staring at the water. Come on, come on, hey, come on. You know, yeah, the. The the celebrations of breaking Uh-oh. ninety for me is always a, a, a fun time. Oh, uh, Mr. Tim Hill! Not oh, running. there we go. Did Tatis make an error? Or I don't know. Uh, three two Diamondbacks. I pulled up in, Tim's in stats seven. because I wanted to see because it, like it just it, I feel like every time I see him pitch, it doesn't go very well. But he has a million appearances where he doesn't really give up any runs. Um, but right now, not going good. Second and third, the lead is now blown. So yes, our boy Tatis made an error. Seventeenth oh, error of the year, by far the most in the yeah, big league. No, he's good at making errors. Kind of a, just a very routine play that he was going to try to turn a double play, and as just my body fired, fired it in the right field. Yeah, the, the yeah. throw is always going to follow the the momentum of the body, and mm-hmm. so we know that you drop your arm slot a little bit so I can flip the ball. Uh, I'm going to start it on the right side of my second baseman, but he didn't. He kept his arm a little bit more extended, which is harder to to. to I'm going to say bring the ball a little bit. I mean, again, these guys make this throw all the time, and we make it during mm-hmm. uh, batting practice all the time. You always work on these type of throws to learn where I want to start it. Um, I think it was such a routine play that he didn't really put too much stock in it, to be honest with you. Not let's, good. Let's go to the NBA. DraftKings, by the way, now showing five on the uh, Bucks and the Hawks as well. Total 223.5, game three, series tied at one. Greg Peterson, where would you go here? I would lay the five with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, this is a little bit of a tight one. I would certainly be rather taking a four and a half rather than a five because I do think that this is going to be a semi-tight game, but I do have a feeling that you're going to see a better performance out of Chris Middleton, even though the teams, even though the Bucks were able to win game two. He didn't necessarily have a great game in that one. It felt like Brooke Lopez was really able to find a little bit more in Game 2. In Game 1, he was just a liability out there on the court. Giannis, I think, is going to be able to give you a little bit of something. And both of these teams have really been struggling from the three-point arc. 
Trey yeah. Young obviously wound up having a very nice game one, but I do think that the Bucks, with their defense, it's been so much better this postseason. I think that they're going to do a good job of cutting off the arc for the Atlanta Hawks. I think that Quinn Capel is probably going to get down low. He's probably going to be able to get his, but I think the Bucks are very comfortable with that. I'd be willing to lay a four and a half with the Bucks. Game, uh, game two and under, more so because the Hawks didn't give you anything in that game. When, and know, it just turned into a blowout. Look, when you get 125 points and the total's 224, you're supposed to win. Yes. That's just the way it is. And you didn't get there in game two. Total's down to 223 and a half. Uh, Josh, uh, I, I know you're on the Hawks. Yeah. I don't know how, how good your logic is there, but uh, you are on the Hawks. I mean, this is, this is a Milwaukee guy over here. It's just a homer pick. That's all it is. <laughs> it's the same thing with Ben back there. They're just going with their heart. They think the Hawks are not supposed You know, they both were nervous last series. It was an easy series for the uh, Bucks. We always knew they were going to win it. And now the Hawks roll in, and these guys think that uh, they're just going to steamroll them. But the Hawks are legit. An um, easy series for the Bucks. Rebounding. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was an easy series. I thought the Bucks had it the whole time. Had uh, it all the way. Oh, easy, easy series. We all knew that, that uh, KD was going to make that so, shot. So, and, so but, but, but uh, rebounding is the key, I think, in this game, okay. in this series. I think honestly, like the assists have uh, have been in favor of the Bucks, which is, uh, I think, a very important stat to look at. Lets us know that that we're unselfish, that we're using the whole team, and the Bucks have been really good there. Uh, the rebounding was clearly – I think the team who won the rebounding battle the first two games has also won, but clearly in favor last game. It was 34-47 uh, to 47 in favor offensively, only 7 for the Hawks and 16 for the Bucks. So, I mean, if I'm going to have that kind of advantage, uh, a lot of second-chance points and obviously possessions, which I think we saw as well in the shots actually taken. The Hawks took 82 shots were – um, the Bucks took 96, I believe. So, and then again in the assist category, we're in the blowout, 13 to to 29. So a lot of important categories favor the Bucks. It was slightly altered, especially with the rebounding in the first game. The Bucks still had the assist. So I, I, I think that that comes down to. To, to the game so far is like I think that's very very important. The Hawks are going to have to get a little bit more aggressive. Um, and I understand the confidence, and when I take a shot, I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. But somebody's got to stick around and, and just in case, and it doesn't seem like that happened. And when they weren't shooting very good, you said it, the three-point shooting hasn't been very good for both sides. Uh, we can't just clear and go. There's got to be more to it. Milwaukee's a fantastic team, and you can't just gift them rebounds for no reason. You're going to get burned every time. So I think that's the one area where Atlanta's going to have to improve their game today. And at home, it should help a little bit, but we'll see. I would only bet the Hawks with the points. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this game's going to be close, and this could very easily be it matters which number you get because yeah. landing five is a very distinct possibility here. Where, I again, I think it's going to be tight. If it's a tight game, I'll, I'll always lean to the home team that's getting points. Again, Milwaukee's better. I think that's pretty clear from what we've seen in this postseason, what we saw in the first two games, even though Atlanta stole – Game number one. The big question mark, more than anything, is will uh, which Atlanta team is going to show, and what series, what series trajectory is this going to take? Is this going to take on a trajectory like the Hawks Sixers series, or is this going to take on a trajectory like the Bucks Heat series, where the Bucks didn't have it in Game One of that series against Miami? They got away with it in that game, though. Ended up blasting Miami three straight, and ended up winning that series in four. Or taking on the life of uh, of that last series against Philadelphia, where the Hawks just took advantage of the Sixers not having their A game the whole way through, Greg. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who steps up around Trey Young as well, because I think that Clint Capella is going to have a nice game here for the Atlanta Hawks. Now, his rebound prop over at DraftKings is set at twelve and a half. That seems a tad bit too high, but. You take a look at someone like Kevin Herter. We all know what he was able to do in Game 7 to be able to help close out the 76ers. I think that he's due for a little bit of a bounce back. He wound up having eight, game, 8 points in that game against the Milwaukee Bucks, but I also do think that the Bucks are going to get their ancillary pieces going as well. Despite the fact that they wound up blasting the Hawks in Game 2, Chris Middleton still only had 15 points in that game. Um, well, by the way, Josh, uh, let, let me hop oh, in yeah. real quick. We will continue playing on... In Connecticut. Whew. You see why these guys are so much better than us? English and Hickok both par the 17th, so we're going back to 18. This is the fourth playoff hole. <laughs> what a playoff this like has been every so far. 
four footer to ten footer they make. Yeah. Like the putting, and that's I mean that's the key. It's so important. Look at this putt. I mean, these, oh, these, look, that was a knee knocker from from Hickox too right. to, to to or Hickox, excuse yeah. me, to uh to at least put the pressure back on English who. Then calmly knocked in his four footer. Just rolls it back in there. They both look great. Yeah, like it's no problem. And again, these are all four to four to seven, four to eight feet putts. They're not the easiest thing in the world, but again, for these guys, that's what they work on. Uh, the basketball has been crazy. Uh, the whole series. Again, like I don't think the Bucks initially believed that they were better than the Nets or could beat them. And I think it took a couple games and a couple situations where. Uh, they were like, oh, maybe we are better. And then, uh, and then, so I, I don't know, the confidence thing kind of changed for me a little bit. Um, I understand the hype coming in. Atlanta did what they had to do uh, in New York, and then I get the injuries, but it was almost like the Sixers didn't take them as serious as they should have. And now I, I'm, I understand how I can be wrong with that, and, and a lot of it probably has to do more with the injury aspect, but then you know, Simmons gets in his own head about not wanting to take shots, and then your confidence kind of goes away. And it's uh, it's just each series had their own unique challenges, whether there was belief or disbelief, or we are better or we're not better. And then we come to this series where does either team, the Bucks clearly are the better team, do they believe that? Are they taking them lightly? Did they get upset? Did the Hawks know they can win this? Like, you know what I'm saying? There, there's so much that happened. There's not. It's, there's no just straight fluidity to this. Every series has been its own. It's been its own finals. It's been great. Game three. We're going to go through some props in the next segment, okay. guys. We'll go through props. I think this is the night for Trey Young to get back on the saddle after a rough game two. I'll tell you why next as we roll along on a Sunday on Vsin's Bet Center. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 